Welcome to the Sick Podcast, the Tyler Scott Show. I am your host, Adam Rake, and each week we'll be sitting down with Bears rookie wide receiver Tyler Scott to talk about the upcoming game. We'll take a quick look back at the Bears' most recent victory, but I am so excited. So I'll tell you what, without further ado, the Tyler Scott Show. Good blocking on the perimeter, and that opens it up for Tyler Scott. Let's bring on the man of the hour, Tyler Scott. Tyler, how you living? Living good, living good. It's uh, it's Packers week, so uh, you know I'm I'm living good. Well, listen, Tyler, I didn't want to start off aggressive. I know that we have a lot of ground to cover. We haven't <laughs> seen you in a while, but since you brought it up, listen, I gotta I gotta just tell you, I gotta be perfectly honest with you. I am not emotionally stable enough to handle anything less than a Bears victory this week. It has. We're too fragile as a fan base. We deserve this. I know the Cubs are playing well, but listen, we need this. It's Aaron Rodgers is gone. How are you feeling coming into Packers week? Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it's my first rodeo with it, uh, you know, being being a part of Chicago. So, uh, you know, we, we did a little history lesson yesterday, um, you know, they kind of, um, with some of the rookies, they, they uh, kind of showed us, you know, kind of what the history was, kind of how it all started, um, you know, taking it, you know, way back when and. Um, so just kind of show the importance of, you know, kind of this week in this game and, you know, what it, you know, what it means for the, the Bears culture and, you know, just kind of both franchises. So um, I'm excited, you know, to finally be a part of it. You know, I'm kind of talking to, you know, different guys on the team and, you know, they talk about just how, you know, how, you know, the excitement and the energy and, you know, just the, uh, you know, the hype of the game and things of that nature. And, um, you know, it's just basically, you know, like another rivalry week, but, you know, like you're in college. So, um, you know, so I'm excited for sure. I'm really impressed that the Bears take the extra step to go through and educate all the players on it because, I mean, it's one thing because the fans truly love this game. And it it hasn't been great for the last couple of years, but we truly love it. And it's something that we look forward to every year. And it's one of the things that always impressed me about you immediately is that the first time that you came onto the show, you were wearing Bears gear. You weren't weren't promoting anything. You weren't wearing, you know, just something. You were wearing Bears stuff. So when you were sitting there and you were watching this video and you're watching the highlights of the history of the Bears and Packers and for believe it or not, there was a time when it was good for us. But what, what was it like? Were you getting goosebumps? Were you fired up? Were you ready to go yesterday to go play this game? I mean, definitely. I mean, first thing, you know, I, I love history. You know, that's the first thing. That's well, um, one I thing history. that I, I love that about you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just love the history of the game. Um, you know, just kind of seeing kind of where everything started, you know, even to, to outside of, you know, football and just kind of, you know, the, the manufacturers and the companies that, you know, had a hand in helping, you know, the teams, you know, kind of come up with their names, whether, um, you know, they started with one name. I'm, you know, the Packers were like the Acme Packers at one point. That's it. You know, and, you know, and just kind of the different names and things of that nature and just kind of how the, the companies evolved and things of that nature. So I just, you know, just thought that was just cool in itself. Just kind of see, um, you know, just kind of see that evolve. And then just the, the, the actual play and just knowing, you know, the, the the stars and the Hall of Famers that each um, each franchise possesses. And um, it's like, wow, you're, you're, you're part of that now. Um, you're going to be part of that and you're going to have a hand in, um, you know, in, in history. And so. Um, it's just, uh, you know, an honor to be, you know, be a part of something like that and, uh, you know, have my first radio with it. So, like I said, it's like I said, I'm super excited, um, you know, kind of get, you know, sweaty palms, um, you know, I'm trying to calm down. You know, it's just, you know, it's only a Tuesday. Um, so, you know, got a lot of preparation to do, but uh, no, definitely excited for the week. 
Yeah, it is the greatest rivalry in the NFL. Even when it's been one-sided over the last couple of years, it is still something that garners a lot of interest. The networks like to put it on. People might be getting sick of it, but we're, we never tire of it. And well, we, we tire of losing, but we never tire of it. So it, it's great to, uh, to, to again, be a part of it, of the Bears Packers. There is a good football team on the other side of there, though. That's the one thing. Like, as much as we talk about the history and how much fun this rivalry is, the Packers are a very good team. And now, obviously, during the offseason, Aaron Rodgers has left and he's gone to New York. And there's not anybody in Chicago who is going to miss him. But they still have a very good team. The Packers have nine first, or at least I think it's nine, 10, 11 first rounders on defense. I know it's Tuesday when we're recording this. So game prep and game plans will go into effect. What is the biggest key to, to beating this Packers team? Because even though that we like, I know a lot of people will be like, well, Rodgers is gone. It's like, yeah, they still got a pretty good football team. What's it going to take to uh, to beat the Packers this coming week? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it takes all 11 units and the team that's just going to be the most disciplined, you know, because a lot of times in, in, in rivalry games, um, you know, and just the history that I've had with them, um, you know, there's a lot of emotions. Um, and, you know, guys can get emotional and things of that nature can do things um, out of emotion, you know, but I think the team that can stay the most disciplined throughout you know, the game, uh, can stick to the game plan, stick to their preparation on what got them there um, and not lose sight of, you know, what the, the ultimate goal is and not get caught up in the little chippy battles here and there. Um, you know, those type of things are, you know, kind of what sways different rivalries one way or the another um, and that can have an effect. So I think the team that can continue to stay the most disciplined and, um, you know, take their coaching and preparation that they've had throughout the week and um, execute it the, the best without uh, allowing the emotions to get in the way will ultimately come on top. And obviously this being your first go around, what have you learned from guys like Justin Fields who've been around? How do they talk about this game? Because it, correct me if I'm wrong, but this, it feels like it means a lot to Justin. Like similar to you, like I feel like Justin's all in, like he's bought in, he loves the rivalry. What has it been like talking to some of the veteran leadership? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we started off early in the week, um, you know, Coach Fuss, he, he introduced it. Um, and it's something that we kind of talk about through all the whole offseason, really. Um, you know, you just hear the, the, you know, the notion of like, you know, talk about Green Bay all the time. It's like you're going to see a lot of Green Bay clips. You're going to see a lot of, you know, Packers clips, you know, throughout the week and throughout preparation, things of that nature um, and preparing to beat Green Bay. Um, you know, that's kind of something that, um, you know, it's, it's it kind of reminds me, if, if I'm being honest, um, growing up in Ohio, um, you know, I grew up an Ohio State fan and, mm -hmm. you know, the biggest rivalry between Ohio State is obviously Michigan, you know, the team up north. And so, um, you know, just with that whole thing, it, it, it definitely reminds me of that type of rivalry as far as, you know, always, um, you know, always having that team, you know, in the back of your mind, even if it's in the offseason and understanding, mm -hmm. you know, exactly, you know, what it means to, to, to come out on top versus that team. And um, it's just always what can we do each, um, you know, each each year to, to compete with that team and to, and to beat them. And, um, you know, I, I can just definitely tell from even the leadership above, they, they talk about, um, you know, the leadership up top, you know, with the owners and just how important it is, you know, for them to, to get that victory over, over Green Bay. And they're like, yeah, you get anything you want. If you, if you can beat this team, um, you know, this, this would be huge. So um, it's definitely something throughout the whole building that is on the top of everyone's list. Yeah, the Hallis family saved the Packers. So I know from Virginia all the way down, they want to beat the Packers. And it's cool that it's the first game because I know a lot of people yeah. will watch this and a lot of the a lot of the Packers haters or all the Packers will be like, oh, look at the Bears. They're so like it's our first game. Like, of course, we're focused on our first yeah. opponent. And let's be honest, they're they're the standard bear, even though they didn't win the division last season, didn't even make the playoffs. Yep. They've still been the standard of excellence in the NFC North over the last number of years, which is where 
we want to go to. And I think a big reason why people are optimistic for this season is not only players like yourself, Justin Fields taking that next step, but your newest teammate or one of your new teammates, DJ Moore, uh, comes over from the Carolina Panthers. Love that move. Loved him when he was a Carolina Panther. I love him even more. As a matter of fact, I'm on a text thread right now with my friend Brandon Wolf, who has been sending me trade offers all day to try to get DJ Moore off my fantasy team. And he's like, what do I got to do to get DJ Moore? And I said, join another league because you're not getting him from me. What has it been like having DJ Moore in camp? And what have you been able to learn from him? Because uh, he's pretty much an established veteran, one of the best in the game. What have you been able to take from him? Yeah, I mean, you know, DJ, uh, throughout camp, throughout just the time being with him, um, he's made so many different plays. Um, he's a true definition of a playmaker. Um, he's made so many different plays where I've just sat there and you just look at, you know, you just look at each other like, are you serious? <laughs> it's like, it pissed me off that he caught that, you know, it was, just, <laughs> it was one of those type of deals. You know, I've had a, many of those. I'm just sitting there like, he was not supposed to catch that. Like, that's not <laughs> supposed to be caught. And uh, he would just somehow, you know, come away with it. And um, he just plays so, you know, so uncontrolled, so uncontrolled of the game and, you know, what's going on around him. Um, you know, I, I, I really took, I'll be honest, I really took, uh, you know, kind of what he he said. I want to say it was, I want to say it was before the first preseason game, um, you know, kind of in the building, we were doing a day, uh, we call it skull sessions. Um, and we were doing a skull session where uh, we're, we're talking about preparation and all the vets, you know, they kind of stood up and give, you know, gave their spiel of, um, you know, kind of what they do as far as preparation is concerned. Um, you know, and then we broke up to, into individual rooms and, um, you know, I got to hear from, you know, each receiver, you know, it's been around um, and they kind of gave what their preparation looks like. And, um, you know, I really took away from DJ's, um, you know, his preparation spiel. Um, he really talked about, you know, really about the hard work, um, you know, really being done, you know, you know, early in, in the middle of the week. Um, and he really stressed the fact that you don't want to go into a game stressed out. Um, you know, we don't want to go into a game, um, you know, thinking about this play, that play, this assignment, that assignment, those type of things. Um, and that was something that resonated through the whole room of all the bits of, you know, coming into the, you know, each game. You don't want to be you want to be worry free, carefree, um, you know, just just in your flow. Uh, that's another word that they use is, you know, being in your flow. And uh, that's one thing DJ really, um, you know, talked about and kind of harped on. And that was kind of his main thing. And I've taken that. Um, you know, to heart and has tried to, and, I, and I've tried to, you know, really take that, you know, as far as my preparation in my game now, um, as far as just my preparation going into each week um, and just understanding, you know, a lot of the hard work is just really done in the middle of the week and, you know, going into game week, um, you know, you really want to be stress, you know, stress-free. And that's something that you see with him when he plays, he plays with that kind of calmness, stress-free, stress-free type of play. And uh, you can tell he's really in his flow when he plays. Um, he's just kind of on a different level than everyone. And I'm still trying to learn how to get to that level. And, you know, I'm just doing everything that I can to, um, you know, just to take tidbits from him and, you know, continue to develop myself. What is this week going to look like for you? Now, we're talking on Tuesday. You'll put in the game plan tomorrow on Wednesday. What are you doing? What What is tonight like for you? What's tomorrow like? What is that one little thing where you're trying to – what are you trying to work on? What is your focus as we start practice this week? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is staying ahead of the game plan. Um, you know, you'll get kind of like a, a rundown of, you know, kind of what we're what we're looking at, um, base runs, base, you know, passes, things of that nature, you know, kind of early on in the week and things of that nature. And um, you'll get them before you kind of walk to the building. And so I think the biggest thing for me is coming in 
um, already ready and already knowing what's, you know, on the install, what's, you know, uh, you know, in the preparation. Um, so really, once coach breaks down, okay, this is what we're looking at this week. This is what we're looking to do. Um, you know, it's more so confirmation than, than it's new, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. um, it should really just all be confirmation, you know, from what coach is saying. And um, I feel like that just puts you a step ahead mentally. Um, so then once you step on the football field, um, you're not thinking about, you know, oh, he just put this in, the, you know, today, or I just looked at something today, and now it's new. Um, and you're worried about a lot of different things. So I think just really staying ahead of the game plan and being on top of it. So once you line up um, against your opponent, you can just uh, you can just play. Um, you don't have to worry about all the different things. So um, like I said, I think just, yeah, being ahead of the game plan and being prepared coming in uh, to preparation week. What's it been like playing with Justin Fields? Because I think a lot of Bears fans are anticipating a, a big leap forward for him this season. Last year, he broke out after that disastrous game against the Commanders. We go, we, you're going to get a lot of that, Tyler. I apologize in advance. But uh, we, we go up against New England and smoke them. And then, uh, well, regardless of what happened the rest of the season, but, but Justin really was starting to break out. What have you seen so far from him in camp? And how, what, what can we expect from Justin in week one against this Packers team? Uh, if I'm being honest, the biggest thing that has stood out to me has been his preparation. Um, you know, the things that um, the, the fan doesn't see. Um, you know, I just, you know, constantly always in the building, um, always looking at film. All, I mean, always watching film, always. Um, every time I see him outside of the football field, he's got an iPad in his hand and he's watching, you know, some type of film. He's just working on how can I continue to get better, you know, while I'm not on the, on the gridiron. And so um, I think the biggest thing, you know, for me that I've seen is that. And so um, I think when you see that, that just continues to give you confidence, you know, as a player and as a teammate um, to know that he's on top of, you know, what he's on top of in, in his game plan and he's going to know the game plan inside and out, um, you know, and so, and you've seen it on the field, like, you know, there's been times where um, we'll put something new in and, you know, some of the guys are still kind of, you know, learning it and he'll be like, Hey, you got this, you got this, you got that. Boom. You know, he'll, he'll draw it up for us. And so, you know, he's just that, you know, just that much on top of what the game plan is inside out in the playbook. Um, you know, so I, I just think it's, like I said, his preparation and the things that, you know, people necessarily don't see his leadership. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's brought us up multiple times, you know, whether it's to give a word, word of encouragement or to continue to hold us to a high standard, you know, understanding, you know, we had a great practice one day or maybe we had a bad practice. Um, you know, he's he just not content, you know, with just each day to day. And so I, I think I just really love that about him. Um, as far as just kind of how he's been carrying himself. And then, um, you know, on the football field, um, we haven't got to see too much of him, you know, so far this year. So we'll see uh, come week well, You guys one, were you know, selfishly we taking the, the passes and running them all the way to the house <laughs> and not giving them an opportunity. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, you know, I guess that's that's good as far as the offense is, you know, concerned. Because, I mean, there's just a lot of explosive, and that's what the game is today. There's just a lot of explosive plays and, you know, things that our nature saw. So, you know, we'll, we'll get a true taste of, you know, what, you know, what he's truly like this year and just how much he's grown from, you know, last year. Um, but I think the number one thing is um, you'll have a prepared, a prepared quarterback for sure um, coming into the game, um, you know, and that's something I can guarantee. I love every part of that too. And it's funny to me because people are always trying to find ways to bring us down. And it's like, you know, Justin Fields can still run the ball 60 yards for a touchdown. Don't think that that's sure. not part of his arsenal. But if DJ Moore, if guys like you and Khalil Herbert can take the ball 50 yards and score as well, I think we're going to be okay. I don't think it's going to be too much of a concern. So I'm excited about the offense. So I'm excited to see Justin Fields this season. DJ Moore, I'm extremely excited to see what you're going to be able to bring to the team. But I think a lot of people might be overlooking 
how much the defense could be improved this year. And this is a team that you go up against in practice every day. And I've, I feel like I've seen a lot of improvement. I've loved what I've seen out of Tyreek Stevenson and everybody that they brought in uh, brisker, even though brisker stole my glove in a celebrity softball game, I still love him, but um, that's a story for another day. But uh, what have you seen out of the defense and what can we expect from the defense this season? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just the competitive nature. Um, they, I mean, just just their uh, kind of dog mentality, um, you know, just day in and day out. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Tyreek and, you know, he just kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve. He, he just kind of walks around with that that type of mentality for sure. He's just got a bite to him. Um, you know, you got Tremaine Edmonds you add in there and then you got, uh, you know, Eddie Jackson, you got Bojack who um, I think is just definitely taking that whole DB room to another level. Um, you know, that secondary, I think, is uh, very promising for sure. You know, I think, you know, going to get against them every day, um, you know, like I, said, I think the biggest thing is just our preparation, the, the preparation that you see throughout the team, um, you know, staying after practice, those type of things um, that just set the team um, and set those guys above the, the next team. And so, um, you know, I think you're just going to see a, a gritty, competitive team. Um, and that's something Coach Foose talks about all the time, compete to be elite. And um, that's something that they continue to do day in and day out. Um, it's, it's very competitive in practice, you know, with one-on-ones and, you know, things of that nature. We're always chirping, you know, talking, uh, you know, talking trash to each other. And so, um, you know, I think that's just the culture of the team, just that competitive um, edge, you know, that chip type of um, type of feel on the, on the shoulder, so to speak. And so um, I think you're just going to get very competitive uh, defense across the board. That's what we want. That's yeah, a defense that gets after it. I mean, we remember, you know, we got spoiled during the Lovey Smith era. Uh, always going out there and guys like peanut Tillman who perfected in, invented really in some respects, the peanut punch. And it seems like Flus has all those sayings. Like it's almost yeah. Ted Lasso esque in a way where he has all these different sayings. How does that play? I, I always enjoy it. Um, but again, I know the haters will have their, their view of it. I enjoy it. What do you think of like as, as players when you're in the locker room and Eber Flus comes up with one of those, one of those little witticisms, how do you take it? Do you roll your eyes or you're like, it, I, I find it endearing, but how do the players feel about it? No, I mean, I think, I think it's all in, it's all in good, in good nature. I mean, we understand the point he's trying to get across and um, you know, the, the point he's trying to make. And um, a lot of those times, you know, sometimes those things rowdy people up, you know, they rowdy a team together. Um, yeah. And that's something that they can, they can stand on. That's something where it's, um, you know, where it's, you know, late in the game or um, we're down, whatever um, you can think of. Um, and say those different things to each other um, to kind of remind each other, like, hey, you know, this is, you know, this is the ultimate goal. Or, hey, remember the, you know, remember the coaching points, you know, those type of, you know, different type of things. Um, you know, I, I love him personally. Um, yeah. You know, he comes up like, I mean, every time he has his, you know, little presentations, he has like some type of um, saying or he has some type of, um, you know, illusion that he uses um, to talk about, you know, uh, this week. Um, and over the past, you know, week leading up to, you know, a game like this, he talks about our temperature um, and setting our temperature and having it, you know, gauged right. You know, um, some people's temperature is going to be a lot higher than than others and, you know, things of that nature. You know, you don't want to overflow. And, you know, he just gives a great illusion of exactly what he's trying to get across as far as what a mindset should be and, you know, how you should operate and understanding that each person is also different, um, you know, in the same way. And so it's all about just kind of finding, you know, what kind of fits you. And I think he just does a great job, whether he uses, you know, an acronym or, um, you know, or something, some type of saying or illusion um, that gets the point across. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of him. So, uh, so, yeah. 
I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I, I love Flus and I love everything. I but I, I've spent just one afternoon with him and I was sold and I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. I also like I've heard this. I don't know if you've heard this, but the coaches are going to be wearing Jordans this year. Did you hear this? Oh, no, that's I guess that's a thing. I mean, like I'm not a big Jordan guy, so that kind of misses me. I'm more yeah. of a fan. I'm I'm more into Vans and Adidas and stuff like that. I know, Jordan, I know. Yeah, I know, I know Poles and uh, I know Poles and, and Coach Flus. They they both are they're they're both avid Jordan wearers. They both I think they were dunks. Uh, dunks, yeah, yeah. Dunks. or ones or whatever. Yeah, heavy, yeah, yeah. They're heavy dunk wearers. So um, I think I mean they wear them literally like every day. Like every time I see uh, you know Co- uh, Ryan Poles and uh, Coach Flus with them on, I'm like, yeah, I think I mean that must be the thing. So, um, but when a coach has swag like that, though, you gotta or does it or do the kids like kids like yourself don't care. Is it for the old men like me? We find that cool, or is it? <laughs> I mean, I think we definitely do. It's kind of like one of those things. It's like, okay, I see you. Uh, okay, I see what you're trying to do there. Um, I know. It's just, <laughs> no, I hear it's no. Cool. I trust me. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just yes, like, okay, sir. Okay, it's very cool. Back in your day, sir, I'm sure these were amazing. Um, sure. No, no, no. I, I get. Listen, you don't. I think it's cool. I think it's a. It again. It's the swag factor. You want to intimidate these teams when you walk out there. So. So it, it is one of the things I do want to ask you about. Yes, yes, for sure. And I think that's the one thing that we, I guess like that's one of the things that we want for this team is we want to have that kind of edge. We want to be viewed as one of those teams. It's like, oh, there's something, there's an edge to the Bears. Yeah. We had it during the Levy Smith era. We're very hopeful that Flus is going to bring that back. And I think players like yourself, I love the way that you embrace. And again, not to really go in, but I really like, I don't think you uh, understand how much people appreciate how much you love history and a lot of the players seem to really get into it because it means a lot to us. Cause these, these are teams that our grandfathers or our grandparents, yeah. my grandmother was a bears fan too. And my mother. So like, this is really something that's important to us, but what, a, and one of the cool things too, that I admire about you is that the NFL PA recently came out and they listed the most influential rookies uh, in, in terms of like social media and just being out there. And uh, you made the list. You're part of the top 40, but, and I want to make sure that I have this correct. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks for bringing this up, Sammy. want to make sure I read this. Tyler has the second highest number of video views on social of the class of 40, and you have the highest follower interaction rate at 46%. And it shows right there that you're dedicated to, uh, to being there for your fans. Why is that? What? what drives you for that? I mean, it's easy. Like sometimes I understand, like you just want to turn it off and you don't want to deal with it. You've always been very gracious with us. Uh, immediately. I think it was the night or the night you were drafted or very shortly after I was wearing this Jersey, which might or might not have your name on the back. I'm not going to spoil that, but (laughs) we had a fun little interaction. Then you came on the show and now we're here, but I've also seen you on other podcasts and I've seen you doing a lot of social media, which is amazing. What, what, what inspires you to do that? Cause a lot of guys, and not, not that there's anything wrong. Like if you want to go home and people want to shut it down, like no disrespect to you or anything like that, that's fine. But you really have taken a proactive approach. What drives that? Yeah. I think first shout out to my, to my marketing agent, Jeff Weiner, for sure. Um, yes. just, just, just helped me out, um, in so many different ways. You know, he's, he's been, you know, a true, a true, someone who's kind of helped me take it to the next level, um, for sure. Um, but I think, uh, I think the core and the root of it is just the fact that, um, I understood and, you know, realized when I was, you know, young um, and I was in the position I was at looking up to somebody who was in my position, um, what it meant for them to um, to have some type of connection or interaction with them. 
Um, and I and I understood what that meant for just my overall drive. Um, you know, and just kind of when I looked at, you know, goals I wanted to set. Um, you know, just being able to have an interaction or some type of relationship. Um, I look at LeBron James, for example, um, you know, someone who is, you know, pretty active on social media and he just reaches his audience, um, you know, at a different level and all his content is his. Um, and it just makes you feel like you're part of the journey with him. And, you know, just with that, obviously being from the same city, um, it just gives you something to, to, to continue to drive, um, you know, whether it's just imp- inspirational posts or, you know, different types of things. Um, you know, I just feel like, um, I appreciated it, you know, when I was younger growing up and I just feel like, um, it would do the same for people that look up to me. And so I just kind of, you know, just realize, you know, kind of the platform that I have and, um, especially to the people back home, um, that, that look up to me. Um, I just want them to be able to share this journey with me, especially the ones that had a hand, um, in it, you know, helping me get to this, you know, get to this point, to this spot, you know, they can't be here to see everything with me. Um, so I, it's really just reaching out to them. Um, as well, just, um, you know, really allowing them to to hop on this journey and be able to have an inside look as well on different things that are going on in my life that, you know, that don't necessarily get to see that. Um, and then also to the to the common fan that, um, you know, who are you know obviously newer fans of me, obviously being drafted to the Chicago Bears. And um, like I said, just understanding the impact that you have um, on different people and on their lives. So um, I think that's kind of where the root of it comes from um, and just really just the impact that you can have on different people. Yeah, it's such a refreshing outlook to take. And I appreciate you saying all that stuff because I think about it myself, you know, like I remember when Twitter was first around and like it must have been 2009, Adam Sandler liked one of my posts one time. And all he had to do is just on this computer, just hit like, and it made my day. Yeah. And to go out there. And I think that sometimes people kind of lose sight of that, which is where, and I'm, I'm obviously not on your level, but like, just like, even if I can't respond to somebody, just like, hey, that you'd like, like, you know, that was funny or this, yeah. you know, just want to let people know, like, thank you for reaching out. Because yeah. I think you'll find that even though that I sit, I sit here and I make fun of the people who hate us on social media, for, by and large, most people are super cool and it's very positive and mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. And I'm sure you're going to find that as we go forward throughout the season. And speaking of the season, you're going to be here every week talking about the Bears. We expect this to be a good season. We expect it. Uh, you know what? I think I'm I'm a little bit out in front of my skis. I've made a prediction. I said, uh, I said 12 wins and I'm getting skewered on social media. The thing that hurts the most is when the people are like, you know, I'm a, I'm a bears fan too. And even I find like, you find this ridiculous. Why not? Why not the bears? Why not the bears? Like, what is, am I out? Am I, am I out of my, I'll, I'll listen. If you tell me that I'm out of my mind, I will rescind that prediction, but I want you, I want the truth. Am I out? Am I out of my mind? What's going on? No, no. Listen, you sound just like Jaquan Brisker. Like, literally, we had a meeting about this, like, I don't know if it was just a few days ago. We had a team meeting, and uh, it was just players-led. And literally, he kept saying that same statement you just made. Why not us? Why not us? Why not us? Why can't it be us? He literally kept saying that same statement over and over and over again. Like, he was pressing that statement home so you're right on point um with with everything that you're saying i don't think you're out of your mind for, for sure but i mean that's 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 just why like jaquan was literally just saying that same point was why not us you know why can't we be um a team that that takes it all this year why can't we be in you know las vegas this year um you know so he i mean he just made that uh you know such a critical point so um I, I'm, I'm all in with you and i'm all in with him so um no you're not out of your mind at all I love this. You know what? Well, thank you so much. I think that's a great way to wrap that up. 
wrap up this first episode. I am looking forward to this season. I really do believe it's going to be a great one. I'm excited for Sunday's game. I want to wish you good. I want, first of all, I want to say thank you so much on behalf of everybody. And I know that this is not a live show. If it was, the comments would be overflowing with people thanking you for being here. So on behalf of, on behalf of all the Chicago bears fans, this really does mean a lot to us that you would take the time to do this and that you're going to do this every week. We look forward to it. Good luck. Please beat green Bay. Just please beat green Bay and uh, bear down. And that's all I got for you. Yes, sir. Bear down. I appreciate you. Bear down. There he is. The great Tyler Scott. Thanks to everybody who is joining us here today. We will see you on Wednesday night for take it to the rank and then ranks rivals on Friday. So until that time, I'm Adam rank for Tyler Scott. We'll see you soon. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Adam rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play and Apple podcasts.